Hey, my name is Ken. I'm the senior pastor at Cypress Church. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, somebody just turn on a video camera and just capture what happens across the church. We have uh, a main campus on the far west side of Columbus, Ohio. We got a multi-site in Dublin. And I said that would just be able to kind of show people who we are, what we call home. Um, But what in the world? That mom carrying her kid like a football at the end there. The first time I saw that, I was like, she's about ready to drop her kid and we're going to get sued because it's going to be on tape and it's going to be horrible. But anyway, uh, it is so good to be here. I almost kind of feel like this is almost like coming back home a little bit. Uh, I had the privilege and the honor of being the summit speaker last year. And uh, a lot of you, uh, some of you remember that, most of you have forgotten that, but that's all right. Um, and I know that Jim and Jalen Bogier, good friends of mine, they did an awesome job with you guys uh, here this year as well. Heard awesome things about it, was praying for uh, you that whole week. Uh, before I dive into what I'm doing here, I just want to mention just very briefly here, number one, Uh, We do internships and residency uh, programs. It's a one-year program at Cypress Church. If you are interested at all about learning more information, we actually have a table set up outside of Baldwin, uh, and it says Next Wave. And uh, uh, some of you remember Dane Gowan. He helped lead worship for a few years. He's actually on staff. He'll be there. Dane, you got a shout-out over here. It's very faint, but you did get a shout-out. And then Mark Wilson, a few others. The last three Indiana Wesleyan residents that we've had, we've hired them full-time. So just saying, if you're going to be looking for a job in ministry sometime soon, we'd love to visit with you. Um, It's so good that you guys are here. I mean, I understand they like swipe attendance, so you kind of have to be here. You only get a certain number of skips. But I'm glad that you're here today. Uh, It also actually happens to be my oldest son's birthday. He's a freshman, Jackson. We're not going to sing. That would be way too embarrassing. But his... um, His roommate, Trevor, told me he was thinking about using a skip today, but he actually made it, so I'm glad he's here today as well. So glad you guys are all here. Last year, Dr. Lowe, uh, he's the one who scheduled, you know, out through this part. He said we're in the middle of kind of a, a theme that is his story. We'd love to hear a little bit of your story. And then talk to us just a little bit about what our story And I really thought about that in preparation for our time together. And and I landed on a passage of scripture. It's Proverbs chapter 22. And I'm going to read the first four four verses from the New Living Translation. And listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. True humility and fear of the Lord is what leads to riches, honor, and a long life. Let me ask you a question. Bless you. (laughs) We're glad you're here too. So anyway. Let me ask you a question. What is your reputation at Indiana Westland? What is your reputation at Indiana Westland? Now, don't answer immediately. Just think about it for a minute. And I get the whole, like, we shouldn't judge other people. I mean, trust, I'm a pastor. I get all that. I also realize we all do it, all right? So let's just be honest here. And if we're not going to call it judging, let's just say we form immediate opinions when we meet other people. 
But what is your reputation at Indiana Westland? In other words, if I were to walk down the hall of your dorm and to ask other people that you've met this past year or you live in one of the apartments, if I were to ask all the other people, hey, would you just go ahead and describe for me and then I fill in the blank your name, how would they actually describe you? Or the person that you go to class with and you don't really know them that well, they sit two or three chairs down, how would they describe you? Some of you play sports here. How would your teammates describe you? Uh, some of you are involved in the chorale and the music ministry here. H how would the fellow, uh, the fellow people, men and women you're in chorale with, how would they describe you? Some of you have found a boyfriend and a girlfriend already. Congratulations. We're only six weeks into the semester and you've got someone special to walk around with. How would your boyfriend or girlfriend describe you? Seriously, what is the reputation that you've earned? You know, the other question I would ask would be this. Is your reputation the same in all the different circles of life in which you live? Is it consistent? You know, in the New Living Translation, when the Bible says, choose a good reputation over great riches and all the rest, I mean, the fact that it basically says choose, it, it implies there's a choice. Therefore, there's a personal responsibility. And if there's a personal responsibility, then there's also the personal privilege and the right and the mandate. You have to choose what your reputation is going to be. And your reputation, we all know this, it is defined by choices that we make on a daily basis. It's the choices that we make, no matter what the circumstances, is what defines our reputation. You know, I was thinking back, part of my story. Uh, when I was in college, and I actually went to Indiana Wesleyan for two years uh, before I transferred to another school, which I'll share in, in a little bit, but when I was in college, quite honestly, I think I was still trying to figure out who am I. I was still trying to figure out what do I actually believe, why do I believe it, what do I really want to do with my life, and I was kind of, you know, weighing back and forth what I kind of felt like God wanted me to do with my life versus what I wanted to do with my life. And, and it was interesting because when I even think back to some of the choices I made on this campus a long, long time ago, I made some good choices, but I made some choices that weren't so good. Uh, there's one day, I'll never forget, it was Williams Hall. It's, they've torn it down. All the buildings that were here when I was here, they're all gone, basically. It's all brand new. But there's one time we got an idea in the dorm, it would be fun to play tag, but we wanted to play tag with mortars and bottle rockets in the dorm. And I don't, in my freshman brain, I thought, that is a great idea. Let's do that. And, you know, one kid lit a bottle rocket, and it went down the hall, and it exploded. I was like, oh, that's fun. Let's do it again. Let's light three this time. And so I twisted them together. And there's only about five of us playing this game of tag, um, you know, at the time. Obviously, I didn't have a girlfriend that, at that point. I was playing bottle rocket tag in the dorm. <laughs> but I lit, I lit a bottle rocket, and it kind of had a few tied together. And it was really cool, but then it got stuck on the, uh, on the next door jam, just like five feet from me. And immediately a fire broke out in the hallway of the dorm. So we all did the manly thing and ran to our rooms really fast and shut the door and pretended that nobody knew what happened. <laughs> the fire alarm went off. 
the fire trucks came, the ambulance came, everybody came, they had a big dorm meeting, we had all sworn to secrecy, no one was going to say anything, and then we got down the lobby and they said, uh, our RA, our resident advisor, the guy who ran the whole dorm goes, all right, I need to know what happened, what's going on here? And I, kinda, I just kind of avoided eye contact, I look at the floor, and within 10 seconds, a few people said, Murphy did it, Murphy did it. He lit a bottle rocket and it caused a fire and, and the, you know, almost burned the dorm down, which it didn't. It was a small hole, actually. It just, but it caused the fire alarm to go off. And as a result of that, I got an extended week off of college my freshman year. Some call it a small suspension. I just call it a week's vacation, unexpected. <laughs> but the interesting thing is it shocking how that word spread and I earned a reputation? One act creates a reputation. Now here's the interesting thing for me. When I went to school, I was actually a Christian ministries major. To be honest, I never really felt like I fit that well. I also happened to play on the baseball team, which at that time, the baseball team, honestly, didn't have the best of reputations of, of being, you know, like, strong, strong Christian values at that point. But the funny thing is, those guys are the ones that loved me the best, accepted me for who I was. The fact that I could throw in the mid-90s, I think helped a little bit at that point, but that became my family. There was a season where I began to live. I was trying to figure out what do I believe in, and everything was going good, and I transferred to a school in Oklahoma to play baseball. It was a little bigger school, a little bigger division, and and everything was great until my junior year of high school, or high school, my junior year of college, because my junior year of college, my dad died on Christmas morning. Uh, my dad died, he was one of my best friends. He was a pastor, he was doing really good stuff for the Lord, and, you know, things of that nature. And everything kind of continued with baseball, and I was actually three days from signing a pro contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. We had everything negotiated, signing bonuses, everything is kind of all set up. And literally three days before the draft, I tore my shoulder uh, pitching in a game, and I've never thrown another pitch since that day. The interesting thing for me is for the first time in my life, I was forced to wrestle with a couple of things. And, and the first one was this. I had allowed my reputation to be based more upon my performance of what I could do in life more than the person I was becoming in life. Does that make sense? It's almost like if you post a picture on Instagram and you almost base sometimes, if you're not careful, how, how good you think you're doing based on the number of likes that you got. And if you have a lot of people that like your status or like your picture, it's like, oh man, I'm popular. This is going really good. And, and if you only have like eight people that like it, it's like, oh, I must be a loser. What's my problem? Nobody likes my stuff. And it's easy in life. We live in a performance-based society. And if you're not careful, other people's opinion of us and, and the reputation that we form, it can be based so quickly on performance. But, but I'll never forget after I had shoulder surgery and tried to come back through the rehab, you know, the shoulder and all the rest, the very scouts that were lining up to ask me if they could take me to dinner, listen, in, a, in like four months later, barely remembered my name and they walked right past me to talk to other people on the team. It was very, very humbling for me. When my dad died and that baseball dream was taken away from me, I, I had to figure out and honestly wrestle for the first time in my life 
What does Ken believe and why do I believe it? Do I believe certain things to be true because my mom and dad always told me that and because my youth pastor always told me that and because I went to a Christian college and all my professors told me that? Or do I actually believe things to be true about who God is and how life works and what am I actually going to do with my life? And a, a, a fundamental shift began to occur in my life in that hard season of my life when I actually had to figure out, I'm either going to believe this thing or I'm not. I'm going to have to make a shift to base my own value of myself based not on what other people think of me, that's my reputation, based on a performance, but based upon the character of who I am. You know, character is formed on those daily choices that we all make. And it's the consistency of those choices. You know, you guys, I'm sure a lot of us, if not all of us, have heard the story that Jesus taught when he said there's two people and they're like building their house and one guy built a house upon sand and another guy built his house upon a solid rock. And when they first built their house, everything looked the same. If you're just driving down the street, the houses don't look any different. I mean, they're exactly the same. And, and you know the story. And it says, then the rains came and then the floods came. And the Bible, as Jesus is telling the story, he says, and the house that was built upon sand, I mean, it collapsed. It washed away. It did not last. It, it could never stand up under the intensity or the scrutiny of the pain of that particular moment in time. But yet the house that was built upon the rock, it withstood the storm, and it held strong, and it held steady. I'm telling you right now, you are building the foundation of the rest of your life. You are forming your reputation. When I look across this worship auditorium today, first of all, unbelievably moving to see you guys come do offerings for kids that are going to die if they don't get food. Let's not sugarcoat it and say, oh, we're helping. No, you're changing someone's actual life. You are completely changing their future. Your giving, your service, your action, it really is making a difference. And to see, at least when I was in college, money was not the thing that flowed most freely. But to see you guys come forward like you did, it, it, it's inspiring to me. And I'm going to be a part of helping to do that as well. I'm going to join with you in that effort of what's coming up in November to make a difference. But when I look across an auditorium like this, there is greatness that's yet to be defined. There's unbelievable pain. I'm just going to be honest with you. Life is difficult. There are things that you're going to face in your future relationally. There are things you're going to face in, in, in your future vocationally. There's going to be storms that are going to come your way in the future that I have no idea what they are. I have no idea what the specifics of it's going to be. But based upon the choices and the habits that you form right now, that is the very thing that it builds your reputation, it builds your character, and you will eventually come to the realization, I hope that I'm still striving to come to, and it's simply this. It's the last verse of that Proverbs 22. It's true humility. True humility and a fear of the Lord is the only thing that will lead you to the path of a great, rich, full life. 
You build those character moments by building habits and by building routines in your life when life is in a calm, in a state of calm. If you wait until the storm comes and then you try to like, you know, dig deep, okay, what do I believe and who is God and who am I and what am I going to do with your life? Hey, it's a challenge to build anything significant in the midst of a storm. Do not allow the opportunity of what is faced before you right now and professors and, and, and classmates and, and friends up and down the dorm to help build you. Build you to something that God can use in a great, great way. You know, when I was thinking about uh, his story, God's story is a story of limitless grace and undeniable truth. That's who God is. When I think of my story, in a way, I'm still trying to figure it out. I figured out more. I know more now than I knew when I was sitting in your chair a couple of years ago. But I'm still figuring it out, and I've changed the focus from just trying to figure it out for me or for my family. I've dedicated my life to trying to help others figure it out as well. What does it really mean to live life and to live life well? And here's one of the secret ingredients I've run across. God loves to use broken people. He loves to use broken people. When I talk to people who have never experienced significant pain or challenge in their life, I'm going to be really honest with you, it's hard for me to trust them. Because until you found yourself in the midst of the actual, the point in life that you just don't know what to believe true and you're not quite sure which way to turn or you think you know what's true but you don't know how to get yourself from here to there, that is where your character is truly forged and your reputation is completely earned. As you get older, your reputation is everything. It's everything. And the crazy thing is you can't buy a good reputation. You can't fake a good reputation. You can't go through certain lists. You're accomplished. You can have all the accomplishments in the world, but if you're a jerk, guess what? That's going to be your reputation. It follows you everywhere. Go back to who God is, his story. It's grace and truth. What's the good news? That means we can all change. I've not lit any dorms on fire since my freshman year, I promise you. I'm growing and I'm changing. And that means you can grow and you can change as well. When I think about our story, our story has yet to be written. Listen, we can make our story whatever we want it to be. But larger in part is going to be defined by a couple of things. And here's what I want you to do for me. We're all going to forget this little talk here in a matter of days. For some of us, it's going to be about five minutes. And I'm like, I don't remember what he said. And that's fine. I forget my own sermons, okay? It's okay. It really is. Nobody remembers sermons. But I was thinking about what would I like for us to do in light of this deal of humility? And what does it mean to kind of figure out how do I build a reputation right now that in turn will really build my character based on who I am, not the performance of, of what I can do in life. And, and here's what I want to ask you to do. It, it's really just two things I'd love for you to think about. 
Uh, and the first one is this. Is there a part of your life that right now it's a good thing, but to be honest, you're not as consistent as you know you need to be? Can you think of a part of your life that it's a good thing, and it actually builds you, it actually strengthens you, but to be honest, you're not as consistent as you need to be. What would your life look like, and what would your reputation sound like if you could become more consistent in just that one area of your life? You're already doing it, you're just not as consistent as you need to be. The second thing I want to challenge you to think about, what's one thing you could start doing that you're not doing? Every day on a regular basis, is there one thing you could start doing that you're not doing? And over the course of time, you would find that you are building yourself to a person that can withstand no, no matter what storm may come your way. And you're building yourself on a character basis in true humility from the inside out. If you will do those two things right there, that would make this time it's an opportunity to worship God, to proclaim his greatness with one voice and how good he is. It's an opportunity to respond to the opportunities to make a difference in people's lives. But the other thing is then this no longer is just a moment where we listen to someone and then we kind of walk away, we're unchanged. This gives all of us an opportunity to actually do something in our personal lives that builds our reputation and it builds our character upon the things that will last and they'll last forever. Choose a good reputation more than great riches. And I promise you, for you to be held in high esteem by friends and peers and co-workers, and classmates, it's going to be better than all the silver and all the gold in the world. Rich people, poor people, they have a lot in common. God made both of them. A wise and a prudent person, they, they can foresee danger. They, they don't know exactly what it is, but they, sometimes they see it, sometimes they don't see it. But they know that there's danger coming down the future path of their life. And, and, and the prudent people, they, they see it and they take precautions. They build their reputation. They build their character, not based on the performance of who they are, but, but based upon the character of who they are before those times come. The simple people, they just blindly go through life and they suffer. True humility and an honorable fear of the Lord, that is the thing that will lead to incredible riches, incredible honor, and a long life. Reflect on those two questions. Remember that I got you out eight minutes early. And this will be a good day. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for uh, those in this uh, service even right now that if we're going to be really honest in our reflection, when they think of the reputation that they currently have, uh, for some of us, we're actually kind of ashamed because in the honesty of our heart of hearts, we know that the reputation 
that we've earned or we have. It's, it's not the person we want to be. Father, thank you for your grace. Lord, for those of us in this room right now that are, uh, our sense of self-worth is being defined more heavily based upon the performance of our life and what we do rather than the character of who we are. God, help us to realize that performance is so shallow and it will always eventually run dry. Give us wisdom to see it. Give us courage to address it and to change it and to tackle it. And Father, I pray in this season that you would help these men and help these women to begin and to continue to form habits. It may seem like a little thing, but it's a habit that will help to build and to strengthen them and what it means to truly experience humility and honor as they seek after you above anything and everything. And when those storms do come their way, which they will, they'll be found to have built their life upon the rock that is always faithful and always true. Help us to be busy about taking steps to become more the people you've called and designed us to become. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us. I pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. amen. See you guys. Have a good rest of your day.